licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Sunday evening, Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully everybody's doing well. I got the chat up too. Welcome to uh, the new layout here, new spot, new home of the Art of Relationships radio show at Spreaker.com. The Art of Relationships. Oops, I got a misspelling on there. I need to change that. (laughs) So hopefully you guys find it okay. Or you can find it underneath my name, uh, Greg uh, Dzinski as well. D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. Like I said, welcome everybody. Uh, Appreciate everybody's help. uh, Especially uh, Peter Pinho from PPRN. And get me hooked up on Spreaker. A few hiccups. So hopefully this will be okay. The chat room. Uh, it's going to work a lot better, and also they have, uh, Spreaker has their phone app for, uh, Android and Apple, which is dynamic. You can chat right from your phone, uh, so hopefully everyone will pay attention, I, uh, or get involved. That would be awesome. Again, you can, uh, call in, please, with your questions. Any insights you have, 586-840-8608, and that's free, that's going to go through uh, Spreaker, so please hit me up with your questions and comments as always. On Thursday evening, I definitely talked about uh, sex, bringing your freak out, or increasing your eroticism. Going back into that, what about relationship and creating uh, tying in intimacy levels? And what's the difference between sex and intimacy, and can you tie those aspects in? What is the difference? Sex, of course... You know, it's just uh, physical. But with intimacy, it's emotional. Can you tie both of those in together? And what happens, like I said, when your relationship's in the toilet going down the tubes, man, you don't want to have any intimacy, or maybe that's what's lacking, and definitely the sex goes out the window. What's going to happen when your relationship starts uh, falling downhill, like I mentioned in the first show? Typically one of three things or maybe a combination of three things are going to happen or you're going to look at. Do you feel safe and secure in your relationship? Do you feel safe and secure emotionally? Can you talk to each other about anything, about topics? Are you afraid to piss each other off, hurt each other's feelings? You need to uncover that, man. No taboo topics. Second one, of course, you need to feel definitely important. Or valued. You know, how do you make each other feel like you're a priority? Like you feel important? Sort of cherishing each other. The other aspect is you need to feel connected, like I mentioned, physically and emotionally. Of course, they usually go both hand in hand. What happens if your relationship needs aren't being met? Do your partner, uh, do they have a clue what your emotional needs, what your physical needs are? talked a little bit about that, you know, how you want to be kissed, touched on Thursday evening regarding sexually, but what about emotionally? What are your emotional needs? You know, can you write out, it sounds corny, whatever, but can you write out what your, what your emotional needs? You know, what do you need to be in place to feel connected? What do you need? Do you need verbal affirmations? Do you need I love you's? Do you need a little pat on the booties? What do you need that you will not sacrifice in your relationship? Now this is huge. We're not going to get everything, but these are the things your relationship needs. These are the things that you are not going to sacrifice. And what would it take for you to, you know, mention them and say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. This could be with cheating. 
cheating affairs. It could be gambling addicts. It could be any type of addiction, drugs, porn. Those things, you know, that's up to you. Is that a need that you are not going to sacrifice? You're not going to be in a relationship with that. What else? You see you hit on the subtleties within a relationship regarding uh, those needs not being met. And of course, those are the first things to look at. What do I need to make my partner feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel adored? You know, what is crucial? What is important to you? And when those needs are met, those go down the toilet. Usually there's a problem. There's distance that goes in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you start looking at maybe emotional or physical exits. You know, what are those emotional, physical exits? You know, do you start... You know, mostly with uh, women, they sort of maybe revamp into or sort of dive into romance novels. Maybe they're always busy. They don't want to tear their uh, their nose, if you will, or eyes from the book. They don't want to be disturbed. What about you guys? How often do you sort of disappear into the garage? Maybe keep falling asleep on the couch. Maybe doing yard work all the time, right? I can go on and on about this. When there's a disconnect, man, these things set in. Do you constantly daydream? Either one of you, man or woman, or doesn't matter if you're lesbian, gay. These all apply. What would it happen, you know, if you start daydreaming too much? That's part of maybe not paying attention. Again, not making your loved one feel important or feeling valued. What else gets in the way? Do you distract each other? Do you look at these exits as a way to maybe get away from your partner? How can you stop those and get reconnected? You know, let's face it, technology, our cell phones. Yeah, mine's my lifeline too. How often do you guys just put them away? I'm guilty of that too and I need to look at that. What would it take for you to step away from that and put it away Maybe have, a, if you want to say, a curfew on your uh, cell phone, computers, and so forth, where you maintain that contact. When that disconnect is there and you're emotionally maybe at each other's throat, it's easy to set in and go away from each other. You know, it's easy to start watching, you know, too much sports. Or let's face it, the housewives on uh, TV. Don't even get me going on those aspects. But, you know... A hobby. How much does that take on versus your own relationship? You know, what is more important? What about shopping? What about refusing to make love? Avoiding eye, eye contact? How difficult is it to maintain eye contact when you don't feel loved? When you feel ignored? When you feel you're not important? It's very, very easy to hit on, isn't it? And what is it going to take where you guys get back to this? What can you do? You know, what can you talk about? Can you talk about it now? You talk about, you know, the relationship needs going right back to those, the foundations. You know, what does it need? Do you need a partner that will listen to you, that will talk to you? Now listen, I don't mean you have to agree all the time. That's just nuts. It's not going to happen. But at least you understand each other where you're coming from. Not that you have to agree with each other. And if you don't feel heard, what's going to happen? You're not going to talk. You're going to close down. And you're going to keep walking away, man. You're going to get that wedge even further and further in between you two. So those emotional needs, you got to jot Jot them down, what you will not sacrifice. It, it could be anything from sex, too. I'm not going to be in a relationship where I don't have sex on a regular basis. And if you don't, what do you do? Do you sell yourself out? That's each individual's uh, perspective, each individual's decision. Does it make you a bad person? You know, oh, you value sex too much. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's what you're getting out of sex. And that goes back to, like I mentioned at the beginning of tonight, you know, the difference between sex and intimacy. Does sex, you know, is it just intimacy? 
You know, do you, or I should say, do you get that intimate bond from sex? And how do you express it? Intimacy is huge. That is one crucial element I think most of us need. We need to feel like we have each other's backs. We need to feel like we're there for each other. We can talk to each other. That we're not going to go bad-mouthing each other to our friends. We're not going to bad-mouth to our relatives. That's all part of intimacy. And intimacy building, I mentioned this the other night about being vulnerable, right? On the first show, the key to relationships is being vulnerable. What would it take for you to be vulnerable? That creates that deep intimacy. It's trust. If you, the intimacy is crushed, man, it's hard to get it back. And usually the aspect is the trust. You tell your partner, oh, I can talk to you about anything. Then you throw it back and criticize and throw it up in their face. It ain't going to happen. What is it going to take for you to rebuild that? It's very, very difficult. You know, here's an adage, you know, what happens if you, you know, sort of pay more attention to friends and family that you uh, maybe spent money on a, say, your Mother's Day card, whatever, but you forgot something for your significant other? You know, is that showing each other that you're part, that you're uh, important, that you're valued? And that kills intimacy. What else kills intimacy? Definitely distrust, not talking to each other, not sharing deeply. Now, what does deeply mean? I get asked that frequently. What does deep mean? Deep means you are able to share your wants, your needs, and not be ashamed of them. So you have to have, excuse me, intimacy within yourself and be okay with yourself. But you also want to have that intimacy level with your partner. So it starts with two two places, within yourself and within the relationship. How do you express that intimacy? What do you need from each other? How do you express it? How do, not only how you express it, how do you want your partner to express it to you? How many people go back, you know what, I probably shouldn't say this. That's setting it up, right? Why can't you just say it? You know what? I, I'm not ashamed to feel this way. I'm not ashamed to speak my mind. I'm not ashamed to talk to you. Yeah, there's a way to do it respectfully, but you know what? That's going to increase intimacy and in showing your true self. It's not about being self-righteous. It's about being self-revealing. You reveal yourself. That is the key to intimacy. And being strong and... No blaming, no nagging. When you talk after that, how can you feel each other? How can you feel each other from the heart and the guts? That you understand, you get each other, that you're there. Those are the keys. And then we'll be back shortly to get in more of this. Please, again, call in 586-840-8608. And the chat room's wide open, people. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com.
Hey everybody, back again, talking about uh, sex, intimacy, what's the difference, and ways that you can fix it or building it right back up, okay? You know what, how do you set things up when you start talking about, you know what, I feel stupid, or one of those things we've all heard it. You know what, I really don't want to tell you this, or I really don't want to piss you off, but <laughs> why do you have to set up each other to get defensive? Can you just say it? You know, can you actually build on that? Can you build talking about each other about, you know what, hon, I want to talk to you. Why can't you just say that? Not that you're going to set them up to piss you off. I don't want to hurt your feelings, whatever. That talks about standing on your own two feet and being strong and being sort of self-reliant and self-respectful that you have a right to have your needs met. Be it if you're going to piss each other off, hurt each other's feelings. And what's it going to take, you know, to build that intimacy aspect? You know, what? how do you find intimacy issues? You know, how do you, how do you find them? And do you think intimacy issues are at the root of most relationship uh, problems? I want to say I think they are. If you don't feel that emotional intimacy, that trust, that bond, the sharing stops, everything goes out the window. I think you become bored with, I don't know if you want to, maybe you are going to be bored with each other, excuse me. You'd be bored, but then what starts happening, maybe it's just a disconnect and you're longing for something else. That's where maybe more hobbies come into play. You might spend more time at the office. You're longing for something. You're longing to belong. I think it's human nature that we kick it up and we, uh, we're looking to belong. Be loved, to be cared for, to be nurtured. And what starts happening... We start looking elsewhere. Not that it's a good thing, you know. We might retreat. We might get away. And again, like the exits I talked about, you know, maybe a hobby comes in. Maybe more friends or you're leaning on family more, spending more time with them, sharing more of the emotional context, if you will. Uh, instead of between each other, you're reaching outside the relationship. Now, what about not only that, what about the commitment? What about commitment and intimacy? What does that mean? Commitment and intimacy means, you know what? Like I talked about, you know, our commitment is going to be to each other, to nobody else. What is it going to take to hit those, that commitment aspect? You know, I'm committed to this relationship to building the intimacy. And if you feel like it's not happening, you got to talk about it. And if you don't, and if your partner's not willing, man, good luck to you. You're going to be out the door pretty quick, unless you're going to be a martyr, which I'm never, uh, I never promote whatsoever. So what would it take to build the commitment regarding intimacy? How do you know your partner's committed to not only the relationship, but can you be committed to yourself as well, being happy? Or being happy, is that being selfish? You know, how many people are worried about being, you know, too selfish? Or maybe they're too selfish as it is. Can you think of yourself what would make you happy and also for the relationship? Most cases, it seems very simple, right? If it's good for the relationship, you do it. If it's not good for the relationship, you definitely, you don't do it. Now, somewhere in between, everything's not cut and dry, is it? It's not that black or white, not that, definitely not right or wrong. So where do you go from there, right? Where do you go from the boundaries? And it's the commitment to keep those boundaries. The commitment to intimacy deals with boundaries. And what's it going to take to commit yourself to maintaining those boundaries? I'm all about boundaries being flexible, but something's got to be concrete. And what do you keep boundaries, man? Everyone talks. Everyone's different. Every relationship is different as far as commitment and the involvement it takes to build that intimacy and maintain it. Does that commitment, you know what, if I don't feel close to you anymore emotionally or physically, can I talk to you? Is that my commitment to you? Should that be your commitment to each other? Absolutely. You know, I deal with a lot of couples that, believe me, they're uh, bisexual 
they're in the lifestyle slash swingers. And even though that's not maybe in a lot of uh, repertoires of couples out there, um, who's to say that's wrong or whatever for everybody? You know what? There's a lot of judges out there, but does that mean they can't be happy in those situations? Not at all. But they have that commitment to the boundaries. You know, they have boundaries within those relationships. They have the trust, the emotional trust that you're not going to step away from it. Those aspects and the commitments, deeper, meaningful times and words and expressions and physical actions towards each other, those are the keys to building intimacy. And what are you doing on a daily basis, not only to build it, I mean, build it on a daily basis, let's face it, it can be difficult, it can be hard. But what do you do to maybe maintain it? To keep it where it is, where it doesn't regress. Where you don't cut that intimacy, where you don't decline it, where you don't cut it off at the knees. What are you doing to maintain that intimacy level? Are you sharing deep thoughts? Are you taking time for each other to listen? Especially in the busy schedules. I know myself, I'm guilty of that as well. And that's something I need to work on. You know, can you, you know what, I need to work on this and to build intimacy. This is what I want to improve on. And what if you have no clue about that? What if you have no clue you're pissing your partner off or you're making your partner feel distant? What's it going to take to get back on track? To say, hey, you know what, I'm committed to bringing this back. Tell me, are you okay with constructive criticism? Meaning, you want your partner to say, hey, you know what, I feel distant from you. What's going on? That's part of the commitment to intimacy. That you can share that, that you're open to that. Maybe each other has no clue of what is going on. Maybe they need it spelled out. And part of intimacy is maybe learning from each other as well. And what happens if one says, you know what, I feel you're distant from me, you're not talking to me anymore. No, I am not, I'm still talking to you. Then what starts happening? That distance increases. You know what, you learn from each other. It's not a right or wrong or being judged. It's learning from the perspective of your loved one, of your partner. And it's about learning about yourself. We're not perfect. We all have faults, so admit them. Doesn't mean you can't work on them or can't get better. So you keep improving them. So what are you going to do to keep that maybe at a status quo on a daily basis? Very, very difficult. One thing everybody knows about with relationships, when the emotional intimacy is killed, most time the physical goes right down the toilet, right? That's hand in hand. I'm also a huge advocate that the physical can also enhance the emotional. I'm a huge advocate. Touch. Very therapeutic, right? Therapeutic with parenting, with babies, with kids, even within our own relationship. The difficult thing is what happens when uh, your relationship is uh, in trouble, down the toilet, distance. You don't want to touch. You don't want to be touched by your partner. So what starts happening, right? When it starts being killed. And what can you do. To trigger that back. When you don't want to be touched. One. Couple avenues I work with clients. About relationship intimacy building. Are certain exercises. Yes exercises. I'm a huge advocate that. You have to do something to change. Right. You can't just talk about it. You have to make it happen. How many people. Like I said. Uh, the initial show, you know, how do you show each other you love each other? It's not just verbal, man. How do you show it? So you have to do something to make something happen. You can talk all you want, but if you don't do it, it's not going to happen, right? I'm going to win a million dollars on that lottery, but you got to buy that ticket. We've heard that numerous times. So you know what? I'm going to make my relationship better. I love you. So, okay, what am I going to do to make you feel loved by me? So part of the relationship intimacy building exercises, very difficult again when the emotional 
is down the toilet. What would it take? Part of the aspect I talk about is hugging or embracing. I'd rather use the term embracing because there's a huge aspect difference between a hug and an embrace. An embrace, you feel each other, right? You can feel each other's hearts. You can feel each other breathing. Maybe feel each other's essence. Again, very, very difficult to do when those emotional aspects are lost. Though they're cut, man. You don't want to feel close. But these are aspects that can help rebuild that emotional intimacy even. Even through the physical. So can you hold each other? When was the last time you held each other for five minutes? When the emotional disconnect is uh, in the toilet. Believe me, five minutes. Everybody uh, loves public speaking, right? <laughs> public speaking, give a speech for two minutes and you're like, oh, no big deal. And you start and it feels like a lifetime, man. You're up there for two hours, not two minutes. So if the emotional disconnect, can you hold each other for five minutes? That can be a long time. Especially when you're at each other's throats. Can you hold each other until you both feel relaxed? That's part of relaxing with each other. Especially when you're emotionally distant. Can you hold each other until you both feel relaxed? Till you both maybe sigh. Everybody knows when you're tense, when you're at each other's throats, or maybe you don't feel loved. That sigh, that re- that release, that your heart releases, that you freaking cling for. Can you do that? Can you hold each other until you both feel relaxed? When you're embracing, when you're doing this exercise. Can you feel each other's heartbeat? Can you feel each other's maybe breath? You don't want it all stinkier stuff, but don't concentrate on that. You just worry about feeling it. And can you feel, like I said, relaxed? Can you feel the tension just leave the body? Can be very soothing. Can be another way to build that intimacy. Especially when you're disconnect. For five minutes, man, if you do it longer, that's fantastic. Five minutes can seem like a lifetime. Can you smell your partner when you're doing this? Hopefully their BO is uh, not too bad. But can you smell your partner? The scent. We all have our own, if you want to call it pheromones, that we don't even realize. You know the smell of your partner. The hair. The scent of them. We all know when we first start uh, dating or getting intimacy, intimate with one another, right? When you leave, how many ladies love the smell of the t-shirt if they're wearing a t-shirt left behind or the smell on the pillow? Do you remember those? Do you think those scents can be remembered? Absolutely. And can they, by doing the hugging till relaxed exercise, maybe those senses can be brought back up with your memory. It's funny how you you crave them things and when the emotional disconnect is there, You forget all about this. So what happens? You start doing this exercise. And one person sort of wiggles, moves around, right? You automatically start thinking, oh, you don't want to hold me. You don't love me. You don't want to touch me. You don't want to be near me. So what do you do? You piss piss each other off, right? You start, yeah, oh, fine. You don't want to hold me. Get the hell away from me, you bastard, you dick. That might not be the case. What happens if they're just readjusting because their leg fell asleep? Or they're trying to get more comfortable? You're already perceiving that they don't want to touch you. So if you yell and scream back and forth about that, stop it. Can the person, you know, maybe yell, oh, you don't want to touch me. The other person says, maybe, yes, I do. I just need to get more comfortable. Again, you're learning. So what happens, so if you don't want to do this, you feel uneasy. Can you both sort of stand on your own two feet again? Maybe not take it too personal and say, you know what, maybe we'll try it again. Maybe we will try this again, man. If you don't want to, 
We'll try again. Maybe you're not ready for it. Is that okay? Can it be okay? Absolutely. You get too many people that take shit too personal, right? They take it as a personal attack. And they cause further distance and further intimacy gets destroyed, gets crushed. So talk to each other. If you feel like you want to adjust or re, you know, readjust, that's fine, man. Talk about it. You know what? Oh, my leg fell asleep. I still want to do this. Be open again. Be honest. Again, it's the root of intimacy building is sharing those. If you assume the wrong thing, that's fine. But get back on track and learn from each other what, you're, what you need, what you want from each other during this exercise. And I will be back shortly. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. back again people thanks for listening uh again on spreaker the art of relationships hopefully everybody uh can find uh find it okay because of the spelling um i goofed that up so that was my bad so hopefully people can find me from uh 
Greg Dzinski, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I, from Spreaker. Thanks again for listening and getting back into building uh, intimacy building exercises. Talked about uh, before the break, uh, talked a little bit about uh, the hugging or embracing until you're relaxed. Another aspect uh, you do on how many people, when you're building intimacy, you stare deeply into each other's eyes. You love it. You, when you first started dating, you first started maybe having sex, you couldn't get enough of staring into each other. And then what happens uh, as shit hits the fan, you look at each other and you just want to puke. <laughs> you ju- you want to hurl. You can't stand each other. Oh, you make me sick. We all know that feeling, right? We all been there. Uh, hopefully not now, but in our past uh, past relationships, even in high school. So you know, going from you know what I look at you and the you know the sight of you makes me want to puke. Hopefully, uh, I can help uh, eliminate that and decrease that greatly. So one other aspect I help too is by staring at each other in the eyes. Very very difficult to do, and especially if we're shy. Or we don't feel loved, we don't feel connected, we don't feel desired. It's very, very difficult to look in each other's eyes. But by doing this, can this also reference that you are loved, that you are cared for? You know, we're raised as kids, right? You look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah, you want to look at it as you're getting yelled at, right? <laughs> Get stared in the eyes. That's a power trip, right? You don't want to come across as a power trip. You want to hit it. Like you're building intimacy. You want to hit it out of care and concern. Not out of a control freak or a power stance. So can you sit close to each other? You can do it on in bed. You can do it on the couch, on the floor. Wherever you're comfortable. And I know some people it's very difficult. I've dealt you know, with couples. Both of them in wheelchairs. Uh, so wherever it's comfortable. Okay. There's no right way, wrong way. I want you both comfortable. So wherever you are, you have to face each other. Oh boy. Especially when you start hating each other, right? This is hard to do. Can you stare into each other's eyes? You don't have to say a word. Not yet. And I'll get into this in a bit. Can you just stare at each other's eyes? Can you feel one another with your eyes? You might feel distrust. You might feel a lack of intimacy. But the more you do this, can you get, again, maybe at the root of what you felt before? The depthness, how deep you two felt for each other before. Can this be reignited? This is another way that can build intimacy, and it's very, very hard to do when you feel like you hate each other. I get that. You need to go ahead and release that. By staring into each other's eyes, you need to be, of course, again, self-respectful. Saying, I'm okay if I feel a certain way. Now, can you be nervous? Hell yes. Can you feel awkward doing this? Yes. Uneasy? downright scared shitless absolutely you can be scared to death but you know what can you talk about it can you verbalize this you know what you can laugh this is awkward oh my god i feel ridiculous i feel like a kid you know what you can talk tell each other this by admitting these things what's it do maybe your partner's feeling the same thing plus what are you doing You're increasing your vulnerability by being honest. You know what? This feels crazy. This feels awkward. Share it. Tell your partner this. Tell him or her how awkward it is, how silly it is. Maybe you can laugh about it. But then go back doing this. That'll release the tension. And also, again, right people? By sharing these things, your vulnerabilities, what you actually feel, that increases intimacy. It increases intimacy. Huge. These exercises, they seem so simple. But yet when you're disconnected, it's not so simple. But these are triggers. I start off right after, right at the end 
of the first session with couples. Now, domestic violence, like I said, that's different. I'm not going to cover that just yet. Those are a different circumstance. Other than domestic violence, these are certain situations that I build on right from the get-go. How often in a relationship do you go through routines, right? You kiss each other, a little peck on a cheek. Goodbye, hello, good morning. You give a little hug. You don't give an embrace. If you could see me now, you know, you hug each other. You know what? I love you. You feel it. It's not just, oh, I love you, a simple hug, you know, a simple routine hug, bye, see you, love, bye, that you feel each other. How often do you actually feel each other in a hug, in an embrace? An embrace is more heartfelt. It means you care, you're there. What would it take to share that? Very difficult, again, to do when the emotions, like I said, hit the shitter. And you feel disconnected. These are exercises that can rebuild that. That can bridge the intimacy gap again. Like I said, release. If it's scary, if you're scared shitless, awkward, you feel crazy, man, tell each other this. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And how many people want to lean into uh, the sex aspect, right? Talking about sex and intimacy and the difference between the two. My role is trying to help people not separate sex and intimacy, but contributing or combining them, integrating them, mixing the two, whatever terms you want to do. I think they need to go hand in hand. How many people regarding intimacy, you know, you hear couples all the time, and I talk about this with couples, you know. It, I'll go stereotypical, and I hate doing this, but what starts happening when you're building those aspects that the guy, you know what? The woman starts saying, you know what? My husband, my boyfriend, whatever. It's just sex. I feel like a piece of ass. How often does that start happening? And the guy's like, what? What do you mean? He has no clue what he's doing. So what starts happening is the woman needs to understand that maybe, you know what, it ain't just physical for him. It is emotional. So why is the woman just feeling, sorry about that, how many people, you know, understand that, that they have a, they have no clue that their wife, girlfriend is feeling, you know what, just like a piece of ass. What is it going to take for you to unlearn that? You know what? The guy's thinking, you know what? I love her. That's why I want to have sex with her. And a woman's thinking, I'm a piece of ass. Then I usually say to the guy, you know what? When he gets rejected, this happens, believe me, I get women complaining uh, lack of sex probably more than guys, believe it or not. So with the intimacy, what starts happening, you know, woman says, I feel like a piece of ass. And the guy has no clue. And I'll say to the guy, what's it feel like that you can't turn your wife on or girlfriend or partner? Doesn't matter. What's it feel like you can't, you have no clue what turns her on? That hurts, man. I go right after the juggler, right after the throat on this because I want to work fast and get at the real issues. And this is an intimacy issue. A lot of guys, believe it or not, you know, they don't know me from squat. And this is the first session. They'll start tearing up. They'll get emotional. Then I'll tell the woman, tell the wife, the girlfriend, the partner, look at him. What do you see in his face? What do you see? And I get comments all the time. Well, he looks, he looks hurt. He looks sad. He looks <clears throat> vulnerable. I said, yeah, absolutely. I thought sex was just a piece of ass for him. Isn't that what you just said? And she starts sort of learning and realizing. But the problem is, the guy has to learn what she needs so she doesn't feel like a piece of ass outside the bedroom. So we need to integrate and need to teach, again, the intimacy building. It's integrating both intimacy and sex, not separating the two. 
And that's where, like, say the female and the male, they separate. The woman thinks she's just a piece of ass, but he has no clue. He still feels intimate. He still feels love and desire for her other than sex. So we need to work on what does she need? Every individual is different. What does she need so she doesn't feel like a piece of ass in the bedroom? You know, what can he do? Does she need verbal affirmations, man, compliments? And what's it start happening outside the bedroom? Does she, he need simple, talking about our phones, simple text message, I miss you, I love you. You know what? You look sexy. Those things can be built up throughout the day where you stay connected, that increases, again, the intimacy level between you two. And what's it going to take for you to sort of unleash that and to learn from each other? What do I need to bridge that gap, to make her feel that she isn't just a piece of meat? And what can she do to learn that sex is not just physical? It's not, you're not just a piece of ass. Yes, I'm not going to lie. There are, yeah, of course, guys and there's women out there that treat, you know, sex like just a piece of ass. It's physical, stress reliever, all, you know, that's, is that wrong? Not necessarily, but you don't want to lead anybody on. You want to get clued in to that and be open and honest about that situation. But in, you know, long-term committed relationships, you need to understand that intimacy needs to be hand in hand with those. And what's it going to take to embrace that? To get clued into those intimacy building aspects that you can talk about. You know, how can she feel? Everybody's different. What does she need? What does your partner as an individual need to feel loved and not a piece of ass outside the bedroom? Where she feels more of the intimate, again, the intimacy building. What does she need to feel emotionally intimate to get clued in? Learn it from each other. Learn from each other. Don't assume the way you were raised is the right way or what you know is the right way. That is going to kill intimacy. You share. It's about sharing what each other needs. Going back to what do you need? What will you not sacrifice in that relationship to feel intimate? And then we'll go uh, right back then. One last break. We have 10 minutes left. And we'll be back in a minute or two, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas-style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com.
Hey, people back on uh, back on the air. Uh, we've got a uh, last few minutes, about seven minutes left to tonight. And talking about, like I mentioned, about the intimacy and what's it going to take to build it. And just ending out, excuse me, you know, what are you doing on a daily basis to keep this kicked up? To keep the intimacy sort of enshrouded, if, enshrouded, if you will. Are sort of being at the top of your relationship and what are you doing on a daily basis to check in to see if it's being met not that you have to uh, kill it overburden it 24 7 a day not at all but do daily check-ins man even once a week would be cool you know what are you feeling loved are you feeling like we're, we're intimate that we're sharing each other we all have bad days we all know when shit hits the fan that's gonna happen but how can you get reconnected in those aspects you know, what's it going to take to kick that back up? It takes talking, right? It takes communicating. Sharing your deep feelings. Not running from them. Not hiding from them. But being sort of okay with them. That doesn't mean you have to like them. Not at all. But you know what? They're real. They're honest. Embrace them. The old psychobabble click word. That you normalize them. You know what? I feel like crap, and that's okay, man. It's normal. I don't feel connected. So, yeah, I'm supposed to feel like crap. There's nothing wrong with it. But what can we do, what can I do to change that? What's it going to take to go ahead and kick that to the curb and get those feelings of love, feeling desired, feeling wanted, feeling cherished? And what's it going to take to kick those back up? First off, when you start feeling it, talk about it. Bring it up. And hopefully your partner isn't going to walk away, run away, or roll their eyes and say, Oh God, not this again, right? How many out there has sort of heard of this before, right? You need to kick that to the curb. You need to open up and be honest. And hopefully your partner's going to listen. Because if your partner isn't going to listen or want to listen and learn, try taking it from the approach that you're not lecturing, that you're trying to teach. That you want to learn from each other. When you premise it and you phrase it that you want to learn from each other, you know what? The defense mechanisms get lowered. Taking everything personally gets reduced. The guards drop. The walls drop. And what's it going to take to go ahead and hit those aspects? You need to go ahead and learn from each other. If you start attacking each other, man. Yelling, screaming. That happens. We all blow it, man. We all go there. But you learn. If you want to teach from each other. You want to learn it. That is going to reduce the chances for that wedge. To further get pushed in. And kill the intimacy even further. You learn. You know what? I want to be intimate, more intimate with you. I want to be closer emotionally. And physically. Versus, you know what? I don't feel close to you. You're doing this wrong. You're blaming. You're bitching. You're nagging. You know, you're being a dick. What's going to happen where you can go ahead and teach? You know what? I hurt. I don't feel close. I want to learn. I want to build intimacy. The first aspect, of course, is going ahead and talking about it. Bring it up, man. Stand on those your own two feet. Have self-respect and, you know, you want that. You deserve that. Going back at the beginning of the show, you know, it's your relationship. It's your need to feel intimate. You're right to feel that intimate connection that you're not going to sacrifice what you need to build that. And part of that is to learn. You want to learn from each other. And if your partner doesn't want to learn, you know what? Sometimes they need to get hit over the proverbial head or need to hit that wall before changes start happening and unfortunately you know it could be divorce papers or sadly it could be affairs and that unfortunately like I said I never promote I never promote those aspects but unfortunately 80% of couples I see in my office that's usually what happens it's an affair and I want to prevent those I want to stop those and learn and that's why I'm here hopefully to learn and teach you guys for triggers and look at these problem areas that decrease the intimacy so learn from each other man 
teach each other. Don't nag. Don't come from a power trip. Don't come from yelling and screaming, man. Try to teach each other. Those are the crucial, intimate uh, details from enhancing your relationships. Like I said, you can see changes. If you start doing this, you will see, you will notice, you will feel the intimacy start coming back. And if it doesn't right away, have faith. Keep at it. You are listening to the Arda Relationships. I am here right now on Sunday and Thursday evenings. Thank you for listening. And I will be talking to you guys good. Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend. Be safe out there. Lots of love to everybody. And we'll go from there. Have a good night, everybody. Take care, okay? Enjoy the weekend, and I will be talking to everybody soon. Thanks again. Welcome to the Art of Relationships with Greg Dzinski. Greg will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help reignite passion in your romantic relationship. He welcomes listeners to call in live with any questions or comments. No more tip-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies both compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. With a specialization as a relationship and sex counselor, Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known Master G. (laughs) 